With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, Monday Night Raw, review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max's Raw review for October 16th. 2017 and we are brought to you by w2mnet.com yeah that's right the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more also don't forget to go subscribe rate and review over at wrestling to the max you'll not only get this review show but you get all the other review shows plus our normal episodes of wrestling to the max every week twice a week also just in the case you didn't know we had a monday and a tuesday or excuse me a friday show so there you go guys go check out that also don't forget we want to give some big shout outs to 411mania.com and last word on pro wrestling.com both are great supporters of our show we appreciate them go check out both those amazing sites and you know here we are once again for a great raw review and uh you got your host paul leaser hey yo and uh, of course, I am Gary Vaughn. And uh, Paul, I'm looking forward to uh, some interesting conversations here. This is, I believe, the go home to TLC. This is absolutely the go home to TLC, and they uh, were very uh, adamant that you not forget that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you find out pretty quickly in the show that yeah, you know, we're about to hit a pay per view. Yeah, and they, and they really are hammering home the big point here, which of course is the Shield versus the Miz Taraj. Uh, and all of the extracurricular hanger honors there. As uh, Kurt Angle comes out, and you know they have the whole TLC theme all around the ring and everything like that, and he calls uh, the shield down to the ring, and they come out old-school style through the crowd. They got the call letters, the crowd's going wild, everybody's got the tactical gear on, and it's it's basically like we're living in Raw five years ago, which is pretty great. And they all come to the ring and say their piece, right? Reigns is is happy that Angles runs off because when they come down to the ring, everybody needs to run away. You have Rollins saying he's happy to be back together with him and and all this other stuff, and Ambrose is excited for this Sunday because he can finally get his hands on The Miz and friends and just beat the crap out of them. But you shouldn't be afraid of all the weapons at ringside. You should be afraid of them. But they're not dressed like this to fight, of course, Gary. They're out here, or they're not here to talk. They're here to fight. So they call out The Miz and uh, The Bar and Strowman, and Angle says, hey, wait, guys, you got to wait for Sunday. Uh, so the bar is going to wrestle Rollins and Ambrose here in the for the tag titles. And, of course, you have the already booked Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns match in the main event. But what did you think about this opening segment, Gary? I like how Kurt Angle, of course, pulls a bish off and says, ho, 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 pay-per-view. <laughs> you can't do it right now. Come on, pay-per-view, guys. No, uh, 
You know, this is great for the fact that they did go back to the old school, you know, version of the Shield music, right? You mm-hmm. get the Omega, you know, all the Shield thing, and, and Harry Broadhurst brought this up a couple of weeks ago when they were kind of, you know, freshly bringing the Shield back together again and you know making the return, and he thought it was very important, and, and I think he was right on that. I think it meant something tonight when you heard that, when you heard those call letters, and mm-hmm. then you know. Music, so I, I know it's something small, but I do think it's important that they did that. Of course, the entrance coming down through the crowd, you know, just it, it brings back lots of memories for us from five years ago, and that's great. I, I think it's very important. I think the Shield did a fine job, and you know, speaking, you get what you get, right? So. Mm-hmm. This sets everything up fine, and and I think it does a good job of kind of you know getting us to know what direction they were going with this show, and they did it. They they, they set it up fine. Yeah, I, I think they did great here too, and uh, I think you're right. I mean, a lot of what got the shield over uh, was the aura about them, right? And that's coming down through the crowd, basically. Uh, at any time, they sort of felt like they needed to come down and enact some justice, and I know that's not necessarily the point here, but. Um, having all of that around still, I think is very important. Having the look, all of that is, is, I think what really is going to sell that. It certainly sold the live crowd on it tonight. Oh, definitely. And, and you're, you're right about the look. Uh, cause you know, I was getting a little worried last week on raw when they were all wearing the shield t-shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started to think if this is the way they come out every week. Oh boy. They're walking advertisements. Got to make uh, that merch money. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. But come on, do it in other ways, and I, and I think they are. They, 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 you know, look like they used to, and that's what we want. We don't want just a, a, a you know, a shield light. We don't want that. We want the shield. So, and I think they kind of made you feel like that they're going to give that to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, their opponents, however, are not to be forgotten as we fast forward through the evening. Some to our Miz TV segment with Braun Strowman here, and Miz, of course, has Curtis Axel and the Bar with them. They run down the shield. They call them a nostalgia act. They're going to expose them. And Miz is very hyped up on the idea that the shield are just together as co-workers, right? They aren't a family like the Miz Taraj is. And he brings out Braun, and Braun is happy to run through the shield, and he plans on doing it one at a time, starting tonight with Roman inside the cage. Uh, and Ambrose continues, however, to run his mouth, and they... They want to add a fifth guy because obviously Ambrose has, has said that they can beat up to six people. Uh, and Angle comes out and says, "Oh, okay. Uh, if if you win the cage match tonight, Braun, the Miz team can have their fifth man. However, if you lose, you're out, and it'll be straight up three on three." Braun accepts the terms, and we we move along there. I thought this was good though, like. You have some. We're gonna to have to talk about some teases that they do uh, throughout the night leading up to all that. But I, I like the Miz's energy here. I sort of like how. I mean, everybody here feels important, and that's. I think that's especially great for a Miz and and the Bar as well, who have been, I think, perennial contenders to being top of the card without really being top of the card. You know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And you know, we come on here week in week out, Paul. And we give nothing but love to Miz. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he deserves it. And it's obvious in this. Uh, I mean, sure, he says a lot of the same things he's going to say about the matchup and the feud. But I love that moment where he took the time when Sheamus was saying what he was saying. And people were like, you know, you, uh, whatever it was. Uh, what's the normal thing they chant to him? You look stupid. Mm-hmm. And he, they kept chanting that. And, of course, Sheamus was kind of stopping. And Miz, I, I love it. 
he goes over there and says, have you looked in the mirror? <laughs> to the crowd. <laughs> I love that moment. I mean, to me, I mean, you know that was off the cuff. You know that wasn't just something that they kind of scripted out or anything like that. You know that was just off the cuff. So things like that make the Miz great, which makes these kind of promos tolerable to make them interesting. And I love this whole scenario that they threw out there. I love that the Miz wants to add another member to their team going into this TLC match. It just makes all the sense in the world. All the bar and the Miz are all about taking advantage of every situation. And mm-hmm. of course they're doing it again. I love also the interaction between Miz and Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle is trying to do the right thing and he's making all the right decisions. To me, this is one of Kurt Angle's strongest moments I've seen him as a GM. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of funny to say that, Paul, but this little segment here, this just moment in the show, you could almost feel that Kurt Angle was comfortable in his own shoes. He was going back and forth with a Miz. It was great. I felt like he was a raw general manager now, not just a guest host general manager. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's it's crazy to say that, but sometimes week in and week out, I think, is this guy just filling in for somebody else? Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, it just feels like it most of the time. But yeah. now I was very happy with that. So. Long story short, I was really actually happy with this. This was important just like the beginning of the show with mm-hmm. The Shield for these guys to get their word out there, the message out there. And it actually made me excited about what was going to happen later in the show with the tag match and the main event because, well, now there's stipulations. Exactly, exactly. And, and the tip of the hat, of course, to, to WWE here for trying to keep people engaged throughout the evening by adding these certain stipulations to different things, having a title match, all that other stuff. I think, I mean... Clearly, they are trying to make you watch this show, which I don't think you could say every week for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you have the Raw Tag Team title match later on as Rollins and Ambrose defend against the bar. I, I mean, I think this is your usual good work from both teams. You end up having uh, Rollins run in to, to make the save as, as Dean is getting beat down and he hits um, Big Knee, I believe, on Cesaro that leads to Dirty Deeds, and that's all she wrote. This is a matchup that at first I was kind of thinking to myself, they're not going to give too much away. Mm-hmm. It's going to kind of go either really quick or it's going to be drawn out with you know uh, lots of holes, lots of interference, things that are just going to make it sloppy and not good enough because they don't want to give anything away. And, and I think this was very much not like that. I think that they gave us a decent amount of time for this match. I think it had a lot of quality to it, to be honest with you, Paul. Mm-hmm. I, I like the false finishes they had in place here i love the fact that they had you know really the bar working really hard to take down seth rollins making sure that they beat him down enough you know keeping ambrose away at times and it kind of worked vice versa on both ends so i was really happy about this match i think that they did a great job and i I really don't think they gave uh, more than they should away before Mm -hmm. this big match at tlc and and they didn't underdo it so i think it was that right medium that they needed to have yeah this is slightly over 12 minutes and and i agree with you right I, i think you gave them enough to keep people interested you don't go overboard uh, with everything, and it's really, I think, just about selling the animosity between all four of these guys, and I think they did a great job with all that, too. So, mm-hmm. And it also, just really quickly, it sets up, you know, for what we got here when the Shield won, I kind of thought to myself, okay, I, I kind of think I know where it's going. So I was also kind of intrigued by that ending. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, we cut backstage after the match is over with Curtis Axel sort of running down Cesaro and Sheamus for losing and says, you know what, it wouldn't happen if I'm in there and on Sunday it won't because 
I'm going to be the fifth guy. Uh, and he, he runs into Braun and basically begs him to win tonight, beat up Roman, all this other stuff. And he says, you know what? I'm even going to help you. I'm going to go find Roman and I'm going to beat him up. And Braun's like, okay, go do that. And after some poking and prodding, they, uh, finally get Axel to live up to it. And he goes off to find him. They, uh, the bar and Braun end up running into, uh, the Miz later on. And tell him, hey man, uh, Axel went to go find Roman and beat him up, and Miz is like, oh boy, this is, uh, that's not going to end well. <laughs> and naturally, of course, it doesn't, because they find Axel hanging off of a forklift upside down later on in the evening. <laughs> See, I love all this, and I'll just say, I'm just taking Curtis Axel into play. I love his performance here, because... He really does play that, just like, oh, I, that little barking chihuahua. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go beat him up. I'm going to go take him out. I, I'm so angry. And, and then when he's faced with adversity, he's just kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm not really ready. You know, things aren't working. And, and then even when he approaches, you know, the shield, he's kind of like, uh, do, do I want to do I, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, I love his performance. I think he did a great job in this. And. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because as I watched this segment, I thought, man, this is a... This is almost like one of those little 80s movies where, you know, the the, the big guys are antagonizing the little guy. And, you know, he's going to go off and prove them wrong. And, and, I, and I love that there was that comedy involved because, you know, well, they're, they're teasing him. They're picking on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, you got The Miz coming in. It's kind of like, uh, you ever watched Smokey and the Bandit, kind of like Boss Hog? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that. I, I think that's kind of funny because that's kind of the way I felt with Miz. Uh, he, he was kind of that guy like, oh, Lordy, what happened? <laughs> what do I have to go fix now? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was it was just a little bit of entertainment here. And I think mm-hmm. they did a fine job. You know, it, it basically puts Curtis Axel out of the Sunday, I think. And that that makes sense for later, too. Yeah, as uh, as Curtis is getting treated by some medical staff, Miz reveals to uh, to somebody that he was never ever going to be the fifth man. So mm-hmm. just, it's like a fun little side red herring story um, that obviously, of course, makes the Shield look downright dangerous because I mean they, they just hung a guy upside down from a forklift, but you know it, it, it makes sense. So. Yeah, and did, did I get my reference right? Am I not wrong on smoking the bandit? Was it Boss Hog, or am I thinking of uh, the other show? Was I'm thinking Boss of. Uh, Hog, um... I think he's actually the other show. Uh, uh, the the car and uh, the good old boys. I know exactly. Dukes what of you're... Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of... Yeah, I'm thinking of Dukes of Hazard. I what think you are. Guy? What was the guy in the other movie? Anyway, Smoking the Bandit was awesome too. Uh, Anytime Goulson. I hear Smoking the Bandit, it's always eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Yeah, but Jackie Gleason does a great job yeah. in Smokey and the Bandit. Sorry about getting my references wrong. I just can't think of the name of, of Jackie Gleason's character. Both are the same characters anyway, people. Basically. So <laughs> don't give me a hard time. They're the same freaking character. Anyway. Bumbling Lawman. Bumbling Lawman. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this gets us to our main event, which, of course, is a steel cage match with Roman Reigns taking on Braun. Uh, I think you get sort of the usual stuff between them here. That Once again, they're not trying to go overboard here. Uh, you have some interruptions as you have the bar brawling out to ringside with uh, Ambrose and Rollins, and you have the Miz uh, sort of show up and uh, who who was on commentary, and he ends up like they end up fighting back into this other area uh, backstage as the cameras sort of follow him, and Miz sort of locks them into a garage essentially as they're fighting. 
comes back out to, to rejoin commentary. And just as it looks like Reigns is going to get the better of Strowman after crotching him and hitting a Superman punch, out from underneath the ring comes Kane, uh, who uh, basically just annihilates Reigns. Big choke slam. Uh, uh, follows up with another one. Strowman hits the power slam. There's a tombstone, and Strowman uh, gets to do another hearty jaunt after another power slam, which, I mean, they basically murdered Roman here, which is, is probably fine. I like the addition of Kane. I dislike how they sort of... They didn't necessarily no-sell it, but they, they didn't talk about any of the history, right? I mean, there's so much to talk about here. Roman retired Kane's brother, essentially. Uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan were the big foils for the Shield the first time around. There, there's a lot of history here that they, they didn't even play up on after, after the match is over. And, of course, Miz announces Kane as the fifth man for TLC after Braun wins. So, good stuff there. Yeah, you know, there's one thing we learn uh, quite often, and that is that WB basically reminds you of the things they want you to remember or they care about reminding you. And that's so weird because I think we just talked about this on an NXT review uh, about them just kind of a missing out on lots of history. Yeah. Um, and I think we found ourselves in that point here. And it's also the, the fact that, you know, the whole Undertaker situation with Roman Reigns. That has been something that's always lingered in the back of my mind. What does Kane think about that? Does he care? Is he upset? Mm-hmm. You know, because basically his brother's gone now because of Roman Reigns. And, you know, that means probably something to Kane, you would assume. So here we are now. And I think that Kane is a perfect addition for this team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes all the sense for everything you just spoke about. And I think also it's a big monster that's going to come into play. And just give the shield lots of hell the entire night on TLC. You know, it's kind of funny to say that, but I mean, it's 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 going to be a situation where I think we're going to get lots more violence than I ever thought we were going to get in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think when you add Kane to the situation, things usually get pretty messy. So I'm excited about that. I think that Kane was a great addition. I didn't see it coming. Like. I'm sure half the people listening right now are like, duh, and that's fine. That's that's you, and that's awesome. You figured it out. I really wasn't thinking that hard about it. I was just mm-hmm. kind of waiting and seeing. And sure, I had in my mind, you know, who? But this, I just can't wait to see the surprise. Like, who's going to be? Is like opening a present, uh, and I was kind of excited about it. So I think that was a great thing that they had in this show to kind of get you ready. I was ready for the match to end, and then the fifth person shows up on the stage. Mm-hmm. So this was really cool to see. Of course, there's only one person can come up from underneath the ring, and that is Kane. Perfect scenario, perfect situation. I just I like the way this all embodied and took place. You know, getting rid of the other four guys. You know, the tag teams are basically got locked inside the other parking lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think it all made sense. I'm very happy with it. I have really nothing bad to say about this. I think the reveal was really good. I agree with you entirely because I'm sure most people had pretty much basically either written Kane off or sort of forgotten about him. Uh, and and then here he is suddenly to show up, and, and I think it works very well. Uh, it does, however, feel like he's just going to be there on Sunday to take the fall, because I just can't imagine the Shield losing at this point. But, uh, of course, it does add a whole other factor to the match. I, it's going to be even more car crashy than I think uh, a lot of people are already assuming it was going to be. And, and to that end, I think it's it's just going to be a whole heap of fun. It probably won't be you know the prettiest thing to look at come Sunday, but darn it all, it, it should be fun, and... 
throughout the evening, I thought they did pretty well pacing this entire story the whole way through this episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you're right, and that's what's really fun about this whole scenario and mm-hmm. everything that they put into place is within a giant story, they put in another story in one episode of Raw. Right. And that is something that they don't usually do very well. Usually they kind of halfway do it or partially do it. And I, I personally was very entertained. I think, like you said, they spaced it out very well. You were always anticipating the next thing every time they kind of talked about the main event. You were never just kind of like, oh, this is just what it is. No, you were kind of waiting for it. You're like, come on, let's get to it. So it's really awesome stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one thing I'll say, you know, I know we're going to talk about TLC when we do our Friday edition of Wrestling to the Max, but. My early thing on this whole thing, I agree with you, the car wreck stuff. I think it's going to be really heavy with all the weapons. Uh, But I also think that this could be a really cool situation for us because I think that they look at a match like the the Shield had with Evolution Mm -hmm. and see all the crazy things they had to do in that match and how great that match was. They may not get to that point, but I think that at least they'll try to give us some of those ooh and ah moments that we're all going to be sitting there talking about Monday. So. You know, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think, once again, great job on their part on doing all this on the go home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so now we're going to talk about a lot of the mid-card stuff they have going on, unfortunately, because a lot of this is quite dull. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we could, we could probably end right now, and I think everyone would be pretty happy, but that's okay. We have to do the whole thing. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, Elias is, is singing the tunes, of course. You have the Good Brothers with him. Uh, who are are their usual wonderful selves as they warm up their vocal cords to uh, sing some lovely arpeggios by just by saying the word nerd. Uh, Anderson busts out the Honky Tonk Man theme song. Elias is pretty impressed with their work, and they sing a song especially for Jason Jordan, obviously calling him a nerd. So uh, this brings out Jordan and his partners for the evening, which is Titus Worldwide and Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews. Seven minutes or so, solid action. However, nobody here is really super over with the crowd, so you get a lot of silence throughout the match. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. This really felt like filler. It just (laughs) did, every minute of it. And I think they want Jason Jordan to be something eventually, um, but I think they also realize this is not the time. They're not going to have him be the focus, and Mm -hmm. that's what it felt like. So what what do you say about this? Titus Worldwide got to be a part of something. That's good. You know, the Good Brothers had something to do. That's great. Silas Young. Or Silas Young. I wish it was Silas Young. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That would be amazing, man. (laughs) I think that would be a lot better segment. And, of course, match with Silas Young. I I just mean Silas just by himself, that man. Uh, I think he did his thing. So Mm -hmm. all these guys did their thing. Nothing was really super bad, but nothing was super good either. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jordan and uh, the Titus Worldwide get the win here. And uh, it's even Apollo getting the pin with the the sit-out powerbomb on Anderson. So. If there's any bright spot, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we get some cruiserweight action later on as uh, Cedric Alexander takes on Jack Gallagher. Uh, this is your usual, I think, three, four-minute teaser to try to bring you into 205 Live. They do announce that Cedric's going to team up with Rich Swan to take on Jack Gallagher and Kendrick, or Brian Kendrick at TLC. And uh, Alexander ends up getting the win here with the lumbar check. And uh, God bless 
get you know Gallagher here. He sold sold it about as well as Kendrick did a few weeks back, and uh, basically leaped off the mat about twelve feet in the air. It's wonderful. You know what? I, I thought to myself right when the finisher was hit, I thought, "Oh my god, they should have just slapped." WB 2K18 available, you know, <laughs> because it looked like a freaking video game. It looked like those characters. You know, I, I love playing those games sometimes because it's so over-exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly the way this looks. So what a great advertisement for the video game. I, You know, it's it's great. Seneca Alexander gets a win, kind of like I feel like Apollo Crews. It's, it's definitely something that needs to happen. Um, but I just, I'm just not super invested. I, I don't have anything really to say about this because, Paul, I, I'm still intrigued by the storyline of Gallagher aligning himself with Captain Hook, Brian Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, I, I've really got nothing much more to go on. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel bad for saying that. I mean, it's great. I, it's kind of a cool tag team if you had Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander. That could do a lot of damage. But outside of that, just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of like interpersonal play you can get here too, right? Like Alexander and Swan are supposed to be buddies, uh, and Gallagher and Kendrick. I think it's still a pretty fresh, uh, new little alliance here that they haven't really dug too deep into on 205. So I'd really like to see some more exploration of all that too. But as far as what this is, I think it's fine. It sets up a nice little match at Summer or SummerSlam, Jesus TLC uh, for this Sunday, which uh, admittedly could be pretty darn good. So. Uh, later on in the evening, you have Enzo, uh, come out, do his usual stuff. Uh, he shows off some footage of him losing the Cruiserweight Championship. He says he's been screwed and robbed of the title. He's all pissed off at Kurt Angle. Uh, and then starts running down Kalisto and Mustafa Ali. Of course, this brings out Kalisto, who says that he's just going to beat him again at TLC, just like he did last week. And, uh... It turns out that he, he may have gone a little too far because Enzo's got back up. Here comes Tavari, here comes Tony Nice, here comes Drew Gulak and Noam Dar to attack. Uh, and then suddenly Mustafa Ali, who might as well have been lit on fire as he runs through all four of these guys, uh, only for Enzo to come into the ring and take him out and get a beating as well. This is, I mean, we could be building to uh, some Survivor Series stuff here too, but... There's a lot of faction formation happening here on 205 Live, and, and we've talked about this uh, when I was on the show uh, doing it with Sean or doing it with Harry or, or whoever. Uh, like, I feel like that's a really fun way to go for 205 just because I think the style and, and the way WWE likes to do multi-man matches, I think it could lend to some really exciting stuff if they decide to pursue that. But they, they still haven't really, I think, gone full in on that idea, even though it certainly does look like they keep pairing people off or having these big groups, you know? I think it's fine. I, I think you're right. I think it adds something to the equation for the 205 Live crew. You know, I, I just really want strong leaders on mm-hmm. those teams, though. And I really want Drew like to be a strong leader on one. I want there to be those guys who may not be the, you know, the heavy, high-flying guys. I, I want them to be on a team. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a sect of those guys that, you know, really could do a lot of good work as that team. And then, of course, you know, you got Mustafa Ali and get him a crew of just really awesome babyface cruiserweights. And, of course, Enzo's going to have his name. I just I think you're right. Pairing them off in the groups, it gives you a lot of options when it comes to storylines. I think you can still have your singles matchups, however way you want to do it. But it does give you those options that sometimes may not be there 
if everybody's just kind of in a wild, wild west, you know, handling things on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and it's really not strong when it comes to storylines just yet anyway. So, and characters, they're still building up these characters day by day. I don't know. I'm happy with that. And I think this match, you know, like you said, it kind of, uh, not match, but this whole thing, uh, segment, whatever you want to call it, brought up those big, you know, questions and, of course, showed a little bit of that going on here. I think Enzo is really strong here. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And, you know, I usually come in here every week and say, oh, God, you know, I'm so annoyed by him. And I'm not saying all of a sudden I fell in love with the guy or anything, but I think he did a better job in this show. And I think that they gave him something to really latch on to without just him running his mouth for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think his actions meant a lot. I think even just him sitting back and watching someone do his dirty work, it felt like he became a little bit more tolerable and a lot more entertaining. I just love it because that's who this guy is. He just runs his mouth while someone else does the dirty work, kind of like he did with Kaz. Mm -hmm. And it just works so well with him. I thought to myself, man, whenever he is done and doesn't want to wrestle anymore, if they ever do have managers, you know, in the future, this guy's perfect. He does such a great job. He is that guy. You know, it's kind of funny to say this too, but I think of guys that you just sometimes want to hate and you just want to slap them in the face when they talk. Mm-hmm. Enzo's right there with you. I think Jim Cornette's one of them. So I, I think you could kind of see Enzo kind of following in those footsteps later down the line after his wrestling career. But I, I think that kind of proved a point here. I loved him yelling in the guy's face after they got beat down and things like that. And this is fine. This is what it is, right? You Now you have two guys, Kalisto, your champion, and now Mustafa Ali both being beat down by these group of guys, and you kind of have that entry. What happens from here? What, where do they go? I, I don't know. I mean, because it's not an even team. No one else came out and helped them. It's two against, what, five? Yeah. So <laughs> this isn't the shield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going to happen? That's my big question. Really looking forward to it. Oh, and by the way, uh, Kalisto, just to remind you, when you win the match, if you win the match on Sunday, you're not the new Cruiserweight champion. You're the retaining Cruiserweight yeah. champion. Just, just throw that in there for him. Help him God out. God bless him. He tries, Gary. He really he, does. He did. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Poor guy. Uh, a little bit later on in the evening, you have Finn Balor talk about uh, him bringing the demon to TLC for his match with Bray Wyatt, who, of course, is bringing Sister Abigail and... You have some, I think, kind of neat effects of Finn sort of switching back and forth in between the demon uh, and himself talking about all this. I just, I don't, I don't care. I really don't. Like, this should have been over two months ago. It's still not over. And, uh, I, honest to God, I don't know if there's a soul watching the show who cares anymore. I, you know, I wish that I had a toilet flushing effect here. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, not to be just totally funny, but just I, I, I'll say this. I mean, uh, you were being very nice. <laughs> I, I, I uh, did not like this at all. Like uh, Finn, I want to love you, man, and I, I think a lot of you. But the more you are with Bray Wyatt and you talk about the demon, you talk about Sister Abigail, you are burying yourself day by day, raw by raw. It just it. Even the effect, okay, it's it's a little cool, uh, mm-hmm. a little cool, but it, to me, 
It did not need to be done. He is not Bray Wyatt. He does mm-hmm. not have to cheese himself out. That's This felt very cheesy. This felt like, hey, guys, it's Halloween, and we're a monsters together, and we're going to fight. And yes, it's <laughs> Halloween. Look at my orange demon mask. Yay! We're going to get candy after the match. And that's what it felt like to me. And it, and it was just so silly. And I just – I don't care i i have no reason to go into tlc and expect anything out of this i just mm-hmm. don't i have no reason to the only thing i'm looking forward to is seeing bray in a dress again <laughs> that's that's it that, that's all i got I, I i really am terrified about this orange makeup that they're going to show the demon in it's just I, I don't know paul it bothers me a lot I mean, I think it's a fair point, and honest to God, if they're giving out candy, that might be the only pop they get during that match, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the way to get the crowd going there, just throw out candy during the entrance. Free candy, exactly. Yeah. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum here, the ladies did a lot of time as we get another Oscar video package, who of course will be taking on Emma this Sunday. Uh, this brings us to Renee Young interviewing Emma, and Emma is sick and tired of hearing about Asuka. She's the one that started the revolution. She beat all the women last week to get this opportunity, and of course, Gary, she is a social media star. This brings Alexa Bliss in, who says, uh, you know, we we're, we have an opportunity tonight. She runs down Mickey James. We can beat her. We can beat her. Uh, I forget who she's tagging with at this current moment, but... Uh, she didn't... Yeah, she didn't know at that moment. She said, if you can find a partner. <laughs> Uh, so it, they they basically walk off together after all that, and uh, that brings us to Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox. Another uh, short feud, I'm assuming, for Sasha here because you have Alicia attack her in the back um, after she tries to get interviewed. And I mean, we might as well be back at earlier this last year with Sasha Banks. I mean, this just nothing's changed. <laughs> You're right. Um, I'm just going to touch on the, the earlier set promo really quickly here. Um, a very, it is what it is. It sets up the match for tonight between you know Emma and Bliss, and um, of course later on you find out who it is. With uh, um, now I can't think of her name, uh, but Bailey. anyway, yeah, it is Bailey. Mm-hmm. Bailey and uh, the the one. Mickey that James. She's facing. Mickey James. Thank you. See, that was a problem. I forgot Mickey James. <laughs> anyway, my point in all this, none of that really matters. What matters is uh, I thought it was very interesting that you had the, the thought process and, of course, brought up that Emma is the part of the evolution of the mm-hmm. women, not the starter of the revolution. I thought that was kind of funny that they threw that in there. I thought that was intriguing. Um, so, of course, you know, what you're talking about here with Alicia Fox, which you're talking about here with Sasha Banks, is very true on both parts. Uh, I think Sasha Banks is, you know, of course, she gets a chance to, she beats, you know, uh, her opponent, which is, of course, Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, but does it matter? Not not per se, as she should be Alicia Fox. But after Alicia Fox attacks her behind the scenes, and now you've got Alicia Fox acting like, well, very similar to what she did earlier. And yep. that was, uh, I, I brought up a lot of questions to myself. Are we going to have Stone Cold Alicia Fox again? You know, <laughs> is that what we're going to? The energy drink's going to start getting pounded again and all that kind of stuff? Or what, what, what's going to happen here? So I, I, I don't know that I'm really all that caring of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, Sasha Banks, once again, I, I think people are left with not such a great taste in their mouth about what's going on with her. I, I absolutely agree with you on that count. It's, just, it's it's a meaningless little thing to get Sasha some more wins while she waits on the sidelines once again. Uh, it's just she's done this already twice in the year, and it, it doesn't 
It doesn't do anything for her. I don't think anybody continues to care about her. It just sort of continues to expose her to the audience and instead of building up like, hey, where'd Sasha go? It's more like, oh, there's Sasha. Oh, she's facing Alicia Fox. What? Guess I can go to the merch booth or I can go get some food or something like that real quick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's toilet time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a three-hour show. Come on, I couldn't hold it all the show. Um, uh, no, seriously. I mean, and here's the thing. I will say this. I think kind of like what I've talked about with the Hardy situation and all that. I think Sasha Banks could be a do that heel turn that she needs so much, especially if later on she is going to face Bailey for a huge match. And the best way to do that is to frustrate her, to have her be so inconsistent that she's sick and tired of being inconsistent, and she's tired of playing games of being nice. Now it's time for her to be who she was in NXT, ruthless, angry, uh, just doing whatever she can to be successful to get the gold and to keep it and if she wants to get back to that point it's going to take some of those inconsistencies it's going to take getting beat down here and there and i think that could work out to be a really good situation if they go that way now are they i don't know we may get this inconsistent sasha banks for a year two years who knows absolutely absolutely yeah so uh, I, I'm sure they'll get on the ball eventually here. It's just when you have Alexa being Alexa and her wonderful self, it's kind of hard to, to get around that. Uh, speaking of, she she we'll, we'll talk about that tag team match now. As Mickey James does manage to tag up with Bailey here to take on Bliss and Emma. And uh, surprisingly, uh, Mickey gets the, the win here. The big Mick kick to the face uh, is enough to keep uh, Alexa down and give Mickey some momentum going into Sunday. Uh, which, I, I, honest to God, I don't know if I would mind so much if Mickey James won. It's not like this has been the best feud ever, but I I still like Mickey. I think she still brings a lot to the table. Uh, and, and this match entirely, it, it's a little long. It's almost 12 minutes, but uh, you you have a... I think you have a lot of good back-and-forth work for everybody. I think Emma, more importantly, can look like she can hang with these girls, which is equally as important. Oh, definitely, and that was a really important point for them to make for me uh, mm-hmm. because Emma has been made to look like she is the fifth wheel mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere she goes. Um, but you know, I think in this NRI, she she's able to get her stuff in and, and look really well, and uh, hopefully get herself some more points with people in the audience. I think what you got here just spelled out what you're going to get at TLC, and as much as I think it'd be so fun. To see Mickey James as your, you know, women's champion again, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Only because of the way this whole thing worked out, right? She she gets to stand tall. Uh, you know, you'll you'll get on to the promo she cuts, I'm sure, in a minute here. Um, but I, I just think it spells out. Well, you know, really honestly, uh, her not winning at this TLC. But that's fine. To me personally, it doesn't have to. It's, I can only say this. I want it to happen just because I think she deserves to have something, mm-hmm. especially after coming back and, you know, being a great leader for that locker room. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. And I, she's a great person to have on your roster because she is that veteran that's going to help everybody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and when we go backstage after all that with Mickey and Bailey, they're talking about their win. Charlie shows up to interview Mickey about Sunday, and she says that, you know, everything Alexa has been saying about me throughout this entire time has cut me pretty deep, but, you know, I, I'm proud of who I am, of what I've accomplished in my career as a whole. Uh, she's a mom, obviously, and she's 
ready to win Sunday so she could take that championship home to him and show him how cool it is and what a huge moment it'll be. And she's going to be the seven-time women's champion after this Sunday, which, honestly, looking at the other match, I think you can already tell who's going to be the next women's champion on Raw, and that's going to be Asuka. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is uh, almost in cement. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, um, no, I mean, seriously, um, I think, you know, this promo right here almost gave it away to me, right? Because she talks about her son, Mm -hmm. and she mentions it, and uh, that, you know, she has been hurt by Alexa Bliss and all that, but she's going to do what's best for her family and overcome and all that great stuff. So, to me, that does set it in cement, stone, whatever you want to call it, for her not to win. I think if she had mentioned her husband Magnus, maybe they would have got more, you know, points in helping her get the victory. But she didn't, so she's going to lose. Uh, I think adding Magnus to any conversation is just automatically putting you in the L column, personally. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you're, I think you're more right than I am. So <laughs> we also get to learn that the uh, Sasha Banks will take on Alicia Fox during the TLC kickoff show, which I'm sure nobody will end up watching. So. Uh, that's all for Raw, Gary. We gotta put a number on this bad boy. What you gonna give it? You know, I, it's really funny to s- figure this out because, you know, we talked about this really interesting main event, mm-hmm. this TLC match that's gonna take place between The Shield and Miz and company. I, you know, with it running through the show and, and being entertaining, I think that the matches that all these guys were involved in were very, very well done. I want to give it a high number. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think the undercard, the filler in this show, really kind of sucked. Yeah. And yep. really did nothing to give me anything but just a, uh, and so it's very hard because I really want to give it a seven. And then I start to think it's really not worth a seven. This mm-hmm. is more worth like maybe a six because of what those guys in the Shield and all that did. I, really, honestly, if I would have watched it without that stuff, guess what? The filler would have brought it down to a five or four. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go six and a half. I'm going to go right in between. I think I'm a hair lower than you are. I think at five and a half, I, like you said, the Shield and the Miz-Dorage stuff, I think it's just absolutely wonderful. They pace it really well throughout the show. It's just the stuff you have to sit in between is either stuff you don't care about or has no interest going forward or is overdone or isn't interesting enough to, I think, really keep your interest going from one segment to the next, and you're just sort of left waiting for what's going to happen next between The Shield and The Miz, right? So I think for that reason, I'm going to give it five and a half, even though I am kind of interested in the women's title picture and and the cruiserweights to a certain degree. It's just, it's not enough, I think, to keep most people around, and that that really hurts. Yeah, definitely. So, But we know what's great is we have a great pay-per-view to look forward to. TLC is going to be a lot of fun. So come check us out Sunday night. That's right. We are going to be doing the review show, and I, I just can't wait to do it because we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm really hoping that we get some great stuff coming out of this big show. So make sure you tune in for our Wrestling of the Max TLC review show. And, uh, of course, don't forget our normal episodes of Wrestling to the Max. We'll, of course, do our Tuesday show, uh, and it will be a lot of fun. Really excited about that. We'll be talking some Ring of Honor, some big wrestling news. And uh, Friday, we'll be giving you that TLC preview. Me, Sean, and Paul will be breaking it down, giving you our predictions on what we think is going to happen. And maybe, you never know, me and Paul kind of give you a few predictions here, but we may actually change our mind by that time. So you just need to tune in and check them out. And, of course, we'll be talking Lucha Underground, their last 
basically show, which I don't want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I want to talk about it, but I'm just it's going to be depressing if they don't renew the show. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and of course, Impact Wrestling and all the other great stuff we do. It's going to be such a great week of wrestling to the max. I am really looking forward to these shows. And don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review so you can get all those great shows. Just hit that subscribe button when you go to Wrestling to the Max, wherever you get your podcast from, Apple Podcast. Uh, iHeartRadio, maybe even YouTube. Just go hit that subscribe button. Rate and review as well. That just gives people an opportunity to see us and be able to maybe see what you have to say about our shows. And, of course, go check out W2Mnet.com. Of course, you'll get our great stuff and a lot of other great wrestling content. Don't forget, because, I mean, trust me, the Running Wild podcast is really amazing. You also have Wrestling Unwrapped with Harry and Patrick, which is really good. Plenty of the great shows. I'm not even mentioning all of them. Go check all those shows out. And, you know, big love and, and many, many shout-outs to the ForWomanMania.com crew, as long as, along with Last World on Pro Wrestling. Both websites are amazing. Thank you to those guys. And that pretty much wraps us up here. So, for myself and Mr. Paul Leeser, we will catch you guys down the road. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts. Plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.